October 23rd, 2022. We're continuing in Mesilat Yasharim. We began Perek Dalid on uh, last time we met together. And uh, if you recall, in the first paragraph here in Perek Dalit, he's talking about Bederich Keniyata Zehirut. What's the way to acquire this attribute, which we've described as Zehirut, that ability to be vigilant, the responsibility to be vigilant. And uh, what um, Ramahal began this Perek by stating is, initially, he says it's through Limut Torah, he cited from Rabbi Pinehas ben Yair, Masechet Avodah that the pathway, that the process toward achieving Kiddushah begins with Torah, which means that by properly developing yourself in the context of any and all Torah, a person can, if done properly, attune themselves to reality, refine their character. Then he continued and he said, but furthermore, that's B'derech Kelal. He says, Omnam al-derech ha-perat ha-mevi la-zehu ha-hitponenut al-homer ha-avodah asher hayav ba-ha-adam ve-omek ha-din aleha. And that's really what he's going to spend this entire chapter developing, and that is the severity of the the job, the task that we're commanded in, and the omek hadin and furthermore, the depth of judgment. So he's going to be, speak very threateningly with regards to those who have not and those who might not uh, properly fulfill their responsibility as a Zahir, as a person who's fulfilling mitzvot and, uh, and walking b'dakei Hashem. The truth is, the end of this, as we've mentioned more than once, the end of this process, Monjah, the end of this process is to arrive at a certain divekut, a certain cleaving to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. What does it mean to be davek to HaKadosh Baruch Hu? So the Gemara and Masechet Sota and Daf Yodale describes that as following the, the ways and doing the things of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Mahu Rahum, Mahu Hanun, Hanun. It's Harambam's words at the beginning, Perek Aleph of Hilchot Deot, where Harambam mentions this as the ways to achieve uh, true fulfillment. Uh, that's what he's going to describe as well as Shelemut. So it means that Ramchal is throughout this Perek going to lead us in the beginning of this process toward the achievement of Shelemut. But how do you become inspired to that? How do you and I become inspired to actually endeavor upon a path, a life of a difficult activity? Uh, Ramchal will describe that as beginning with uh, taking in and realizing the onus of responsibility that's imperative upon us. So anyway, he says, "Vehine yesh bitbonenut aze he arot he arot behadragalish lemehadat v'lapchutim mehem ulchol he hamon kulois." Says there are different levels of motivation. You have the shlemehadat. We began talking about them last week. There are those who are already, to a certain extent, complete in their mind and their achievements, and in turn. They understand the responsibility. There's below that, there are those who are a bit below that. And then there's the hamon kulo, there's the masses with regards to appreciating and being motivated by this concept of zehirut and what it means to achieve it and, and set out for it. So he says, for the Shleme Hadat, as, as we mentioned, as anyone who's familiar with Ramchal's thought knows, uh, this is the cornerstone of his philosophy. He says, uh, the way it works is you have to understand that the achievement of that uh, that uh, um, uh, that circumstance in life where you are shalem shalemut where you have that completeness well that's what it's all about in fact he quotes from Talmud Yerushalmi 
famously elsewhere in Derech Hashem, he says it's Nehama de Kisufa, says it's going to be if you don't achieve it on your own, if you haven't become complete, well then you're eating from the bread of shame, you're eating from the bread which was handed to you. It's the achievement that we do on our own that is true achievement. To be Shalem means it wasn't handed to you. To be complete means I acquired it through my own uh, arduous activity, through my own endeavors. And so as a result, uh, first and foremost, set aside getting to Shlemut, but you have to understand that that's where you want to be. And for a person who's already Shalem B'da'ato, a person who understands what he wants to achieve, well, he already understands that's what it's all about. That's what I want to be, Homed. I don't want anything less than that. Now, if you understand that properly, if you understand the difference between something that's complete and something that's 99% complete, something that's 100% complete, and something that's anything less, you understand that's qualitatively worlds apart in terms of achievement. If a person is striving for completeness and they only got 99%, they don't and shouldn't envision it as, well, I almost got it. You're not complete. You haven't achieved it. Says once the shlemehadat truly understand. Once you stop and you think for yourself and you're able to get there, I want to be shalim. And the way to achieve that is maasim tovim tovot. That's what we were referring to a moment ago. The gemara and sotan daf yodalit. How do you know that the way to become shalim is midot tovot and maasim tovim? Maybe it's through I don't know. You name it, something else. Maybe it's through growing my uh, mental capacity. Maybe it's through uh, refining my body. How do you know it's midot tovot and maasim tovim? That's Gemara. The Gemara says, Halicha bidrachav, to be davek bahakadosh baruchu, to truly achieve shilemut, and to get to the end of this process is through maasim tovim memidot, vadaihu shiloyitrasum me olam neham it beelehaim saim, olahakil behem. It would be difficult for a person truly has that on their mind at all times to move away or to minimize in any way. He says, as a result, a person will be steadfast. That's the difficulty. That's the challenge for the Shalei Mehadat. and for all of us, certainly for the Shalei Mehadat, a person could at moments in their life, in the very beginning of Shohan Aruch and Siman Aleph, Rama quotes somewhat uncharacteristically from Harambam's Morei Nebuchim at the end of Hila Gimal. Harambam talks about achieving and striving for Shivit Yadonai Lenegdi Tamid, striving for the presence or, or the cognitive presence of God in your life at all times, thinking about his presence. Uh, to have that at times, to have sparks of inspiration, that's one thing. To have it tamid, that's altogether different. That's what separates, in my understanding, Avraham Avinu from you, me, and anyone else. It's not so much his achievements, which were spectacular and awesome. It's that he was an ohev. Uh, the Pasuk describes him as being a lover of God, a lover of God. 
God, Hanambam writes at the end of Ilchot Teshubah, is a person who's constantly involved with, in their mind, heart, and spirit, thought, motion, and, and connectedness to God. That's what he's describing over here. He says, if you're a Shalem Bedat, you understand that Shalemut is the end game and it's the all game. And as a result, to be less than Shalem, even for a moment, uh, to be deficient in your strength toward Shalemut, well, that's that's All the mechanisms, all the ways to get to Shlemut will therefore be at the front of that person's mind. It's that which Shalomo speaks about, where he seems to be embracing anxiety, or praised as the person who's fearful at all times. Don't be fearful, don't be anxious about all. Have a certain complacency of mind when you've achieved uh, a certain status with regards to what you're doing. However, when it comes to Torah, when it comes to connectedness with God, if there's a moment where you're halash, if there's a moment where you take your mind off of it, if you stop looking at it, if you take it off of your your consciousness, well, that's where you've you've lost the shelemut. Go ahead. This is mifacheh, not avada. What's that? I mean, it's someone who's scared, like Yirat Shemayim, not to love Hashem. Yirah and Ahava, in my understanding, always need to be couples. The way Harambam writes it, it's the way the Mishnah, Antignos Yishosho, seems to write it. Harambam reads that second Mishnah, uh, third Mishnah, Perkei Avot, of Antignos Yishosho commanding us hey, that you should be Ka'avadim and Meshamishim and Tarav, Shelo Almenat Lekabel Peras, right? That's, that's the words. The words are you should worship God like a slave who does so for his master in order to or without the condition that they'll get a uh, reward for doing so. So as Arambam, that's Ahavat Hashem. That means I'm just connected to him because that's Emet. But the last words of Antignos Yishuzoch, I feel like I've told you this before, Vihim Mora Shamaim Alechem. The last words are, but you should have Yirah. One second, Harambam, you're reading this Mishnah as Ahava, as the cleaving to God because of constant infatuation with him. What's with Yirah? I think there needs to be both in tandem. The way you'll achieve, I mean, we know it in relationships from time to time. I'm connected to that person, even, um, because I feel so much for them. But there needs to be, at certain points, certain ramifications for me veering off. Uh, you're saying, no, but if I have a full-fledged ahava, then I'm really, that's true. But the way that I'm achieving it is through constantly reinforcing it with that pahad. That's number one. Number two, pahad I don't know is per se yirah. Pahad is the anxiety. Uh, that's not per se fear. It's uh, it's that I'm checking myself constantly. Do you understand what I'm saying? So first and foremost, I'm telling you, I don't think that they negate one another. Secondly, I'm telling you, that mifachet means it's constantly on my mind. I'm fearful not of retribution and punishment. I'm fearful that I'll stop thinking properly, that I'll stop being connected. If you've achieved this, so then you fear 
sin. Again, it's not per se fear of God, it's you fear sin. You fear doing the wrong thing. You don't want to be less than shalem. amru, and it's about this that the hachamim say, Masech Bava Batra, Al Derech Mashal, Melamech Kole Had Nichve Mehupato Shel Havero, Ki Enze Mitam Hakina, Ashetibol Rak Behasre Hadad, Kmoshech Tovot Besiata Dishmaya, Ela, Mipenero Oto Atmo Haser Mina Shelemut Madrega, Shayakola Siga. So Ramchal calls our attention to this Gemara. The Gemara says every person is burnt by the hopa, by the uh, by the by the no, not the, more broad than that, not not specific in one. Hopa is not even the hopa hatan vekala. Hopa means the structure that your friend has built, the structure of their life, the structure of their connection with God. Every person is burnt by the other. If you look around the people, and instead of being jealous of them as a person, you're jealous at their achievements, at their attainments, well, that in turn could and must inspire you. Now, you'd rather do it without that? You'd rather do it without that, but uh, realistically, you need a certain metric with which to inspire yourself. I mean, that's the statement of the Hachamim, that, uh, that, that you have kinat sofrim tabeh that having kinah of a person person who's a scholar or scholarship or knowledge or connection, uh, that's Tadbeh Chokmah, oftentimes that's what, it's not as he writes, um, it's not real jealousy. Jealousy he'll talk about by others, he'll say to others, look at others and be inspired, you don't want them to beat you. It's not that I don't want him to beat me, it's that, oh my goodness, I wish I had that myself. Not because he's better than me or because I want to take him down. But that's, uh, says, says Ramchal, that's, that's a way of inspiring yourself. That's a way of shaleme hadat, truly measuring their actions, their approach to life. Well, I think a role model would be the example of what you need. That's right. So says Rabbi Wells, says, says we're talking about role models in this context. When you look at a person, become inspired by who they are, not so much because you want, you, you know, it's quite the opposite, it's because you do like them and would love to, if you could, achieve and, and, and get to that. If a person truly wraps their head around this, well, how could you not be Zahir b'ma'asav? After all, we're talking about vigilance, Zahirut. Ach, la pehutim me'ele, says Ramchaba, we're not all shalei mehadat. The world will never be filled with all shalei mehadat. What about the pehutim mehem? The people who can't understand it like this, can't contextualize life by saying, listen, I need to get to shalemut and have that on my mind at all times. So how do you inspire them? How do they have a kinyan and Zahirut? How do they become vigilant in their avodat Hashem? It, the, uh, the level of motivation, the mode of motivation will be based on their havhana, based on their discernment. So go down to their level. The Gemara Masechet Pesachim and says that a person should study Torah and do mitzvot which means to say, oftentimes the life of human beings, as we know it, necessitates that we lead ourselves through the wrong motivations in order to get to the right ones. So for example, if a person wants honor, 
Uh, so turn to them and say, achieve honor in the, in the realm of Torah and mitzvot, you'll be known as the pious person. We're not going to move you away from that in order to say, no, the only reason you should do it is for emet reasons. We'll lead you into that and then assume that at the end of the road, you'll come to a true achievement. So that's already what he's describing for us. He's describing for us a shelo lishma. We spent lots of time last year learning Sha'ar Dalid of of Nefesh Ha'ayim, where he talks about Torah Lishma. Torah Lishma is very much focused on what does it mean to have to learn Torah Lishma, not Shelo Lishma. Over here he's talking about Shelo Lishma. Realistically speaking, we begin, if not often, always with Shelo Lishma. Adam Bam in his introduction to Perik Helek talks about this. Uh, this is a truly, I mean, it's, it's much, if I'm honest with, with you, it's much of my own life. The struggle with doing things because that's truly what I believe and know I need to do, as much as I feel, well, if others were to see me and to understand it, so that's why I'm doing it. And that's Shalolishma. Shalolishma is now Tosafot, and many of the Rishonim distinguish. There are Shalolishma that are appropriate, there are others that are not appropriate. Sheikarer Rabbi, that you'll be known as a rabbi, that you're known as a Hasid, as a pious person, that's Shalolishma Balishma. However, there's an alter- alternative statement of Rav Yehud, of, of Rav Yehuda, and that statement is a person who's doing Shilolishma Noach lo shenehebcha shiliato al panav. It would have been better that he not been born or Noach lo shilonivra. And so that suggests to us when you're doing it to put down others, putting down others inappropriate, putting up yourself. Well, not ideal but will lead you on the path of doing right. So here we are talking about pechotim v'hu lefi inyan ha-kabod ha-shem mitavim lo v'zeh. Ki zeh pashut etzeh kol ba'al dat, she'en ha-madregot mitchalikot ba'olam ha-amiti shu ha-olam ba'al lefi ha-ma'asim. You can't talk to any person who knows anything, who's aware of existence, who has some sort of perspective, and say to them, listen, when you get to olam haba, when you achieve, uh, or when you merit your achievements and, and you merit the, the reward for your achievement, it's all going to be equal. Who would believe that? Why could it all be equal? Of course it's not all going to be equal. It's going to be lefiyah ma'asim. V'shelo yitromem sham ela mishuhu rav ha-ma'asim In terms of levels of distinction, who's going to be higher than, than whom, it's going to be determined by rav ha-ma'asim, the person who has more proper deeds than the other. The person who has less so is going to be lower. I mean, it's the most basic and simple distinction and description, which in turn should inspire, he says, even to the lower level minds and capacities of human beings. You turn to that person and you say, aren't you seeking greatness? Don't you, I know, but I don't know, it's difficult, but don't you understand that your reward in the sense of where you want to be will be determined based on this? Look at the others, you can imagine what they're going to imagine. You say to them, time is ticking. Uh, your life is finite, and as a result, if you're looking again, we're doing this derech kabod for the honor and distinction. You better get going now. He says, but there's an even lower level of human beings. Again, the highest level of human beings. Turn to them and say to them, "Don't you want to be shalem? Isn't that what it's all about? That should inspire you to zehiru, to be thinking about what you're doing, determining, taking the time to to calibrate properly your actions." Uh, below that, you turn to the person and you say to them, "But don't you want the?" 
honor in the afterlife? Aren't you looking for a certain achievement in terms of your legacy as a human being? Isn't that what you want? So maybe that'll inspire. What about the lower than that? They'll say to you, Everyone is familiar with the first first Mishnah in the last chapter of, of Masechet Sanhedrin. It says, Kol Yisrael So they'll turn to you and they'll say, I'm not a Rasha. I'm not going against one of the principles of faith, per se. I'm, I'm going to merit Olam Haba. I need to be on the highest level. I'm happy in nosebleed seats. I'm happy sitting all the way in the back. Uh, they're not being honest with themselves, certainly not at this table. You know, I don't think there's anyone who's interested in nosebleed seats. Uh, I mean, there's a, 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 but let's say that's their claim. I'm just happy being at the game. I'm just happy being in all them. It's a playoff game. I'm happy sitting all the way in the back. I'll, I'll, I'll suffer a little bit. I won't see it as, I won't be as involved, but it's good enough. How do you respond to such a, such an individual? You like the mashallah? I thought about it recently because I was at a game with my children and my son was talking about what good seats it was. He says that my father took him during the summer and took my, all the grandchildren and they said all the way at the top of my side. I didn't even know that he said this. My son turned to my father and said, Saba, do you have a tissue? So he said, what do you need a tissue for? He said, my nose is bleeding. And it wasn't actually. But anyway, so you know, that's... Uh, no, no, no. He was playing with my father. My father said, yeah, I'm sorry you got uh, handed the lap of luxury with your father. And now family, we don't need always the best. Anyway, that's not, not my father's approach to to Torah Mitzvot, it's his approach to games. Anyway, Halo Dailanu Shaloni Yem Harashaim Hanidonim Begehinom, and Ahloni Hokats Menolikanes Begane Eden, Lifnai Vilifnim. We don't need entrance all the way in these lower level individuals saying, Lo Yelano Helekado Yelano Helekatan. So we'll have a portion, we won't have the portion. We'd rather have an easier life, less vigilance, less circumspection. Let's get out of all that sort of stuff and we'll get something afterwards. We'll be able to indulge in the we'll fulfill Torah mitzvot to the best of our capacity without pushing ourselves further. How do you respond to them? Just ask them, we should ask them, pose them one question. What's that? How you look? Or how all Nikala? Lisbol ba'alam azeh cholef lirote had mechavrehem mechubad nuse. Yoter mehem moshel alehem kol shikene had meavdehem o minaniim anivzim v'shvelim be'anehem lo itztaru v'lo yedamam roteh bekirbam. Turn to them and you say, uh, What if your uh, your worker? What if the person who uh, is collecting money from you, what if that individual all of a sudden has the better seat than you, has the more power? Wouldn't that be difficult for you? Uh, you turn to them, you talk about in this world, oh, that's your vision of the world to come. Let's contextualize this by giving you a vision of this world. Welcome back. I uh, love giving you a fresh off the plane. Yes. I'll give you a vision in this way. I feel it. I feel it. It's blinding us in the light in the room. As the, 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 let's give you a vision in this world. Yeah, let's give you a vision of, of, of this world. Turn to that individual and say to them, uh, how would you feel if that person was a mirumam from you, was greater than you? Everybody'd rather get the courtside seats. Who wouldn't? How could you not want to? It's not about what's easier. It's about how that person had it and I didn't. Why would he get it over me? After all, I'm his boss. 
After all, I'm the one who supported him in something or another. So that sort of vision and looking at others in this world, you turn to them and you say, and you think in, in the greater of circumstances, you're going to feel differently? Yes, John? Wouldn't this contradict the Mishnah? Someone who's happy with, this is my chalik? No, it's not contradiction. It's saying none of us are ashirim. It's being realistic. It's saying you're not an ashir. You're not actually samach I know you're striving for it, but let's be honest. The fact that you have to strive for it means that this is not simple. If it's not simple when it comes to matters of Torah and mitzvot, you is not with regards to Torah mitzvot. It's with regards to physical attainment. You can be. It can be with regards to what you've been handed but not with regards to your achievements. Uh-huh. You're always striving for uh-huh. more. Uh-huh. There has to be a constant, yes, yes. constant yes. striving for more. But I, 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 I guess, in this world, understanding... Understood, a, because you have to understand where you were placed and your capacities without, capacities, without, getting, exactly. without getting overwhelmed by that. But within those capacities, we're talking about maximizing. Of course. So that's the description through and through. I do recall when I, when I went to study in Israel at the end of high school, one, one of my rabbis said to me, he said, listen, I would never tell you to be uh, self-serving. I would never tell you to be, even though he always accused me of being so, I would never tell you to be someone who thinks about themselves. So when, it go, when you go into yeshiva to study Torah, when you're looking in your own life for Torah, yeah. mitzvot, that's where you need to be self-serving. Now he's speaking Shaloli Shema, but he was saying to me, if you're studying with someone and it's not working out, this was, I remember, the specific direction, don't feel bad and embarrassed about saying it's not working out, I need to do something different. Think about yourself in that circumstance. So it's advice I give to, uh, no, but it's not the type of person. But you need to, in this circumstance, be thinking about yourself. You need to be... It might be a shaloli shma in some circumstances, but that's the inspiration. Ki kinat ish mereu vimire havero mitromem vunisha shafal vadai shemashi ispol humashi yuchrachles of loki loyu halim noa liva voyit ashesh pekir bomeata. In kakashe alehem liyoch falim mizulatam maalota midumot vakozevot. If you turn to this lower leveled individual and you say to them, Isn't it difficult for you in this world? Sheena she flute bamela panimbolo hahinasel shavashek, and you say to them, On the matters which you you and I can admit are not that important. It's difficult for you. How is it that in uh, the eternal life and in a world beyond uh, the vain and, and finite, you're going to be uh, complacent? You can't be complacent here when you know this isn't ma- these aren't matters of, ish, of, of essence. If properly stated, if thought about in, in a sensitive fashion, not even for that long, you'll be able to, says Mesilat Yesharim, inspire even that individual. That complacency that they seem to be living with, it's just an excuse to get out of the arduous, difficult activities which are demanded of you as a human being who is supposed to be growing. It's not truthful. It's just a temptation. To understand properly that time is ticking, that life is finite, 
is, is hand in hand with this entire message to be able to understand, but I'll push it off to another time. He says, well, two, two points. Number one, this is something you want. And number two, you won't have eternity to achieve this. You have a, a specific amount of time. You will not live forever. Don't you want to achieve? By the way, pause for a moment and realize, in terms of the levels of individuals, only the second two were we focused on in our mention to them, Olam Haba. The first one was just about Shilemut. Now, certainly Shilemut will live in, uh, lead into Olam Haba, but in terms of perspective, in an ideal sense, that's not where we need to be. We don't need to be focused on, I'll do this so I get there. We need to be focused on, I do this because this is what I should be doing. This is what makes me Shalom. This is, a, again, from time to time, we'll go off on a small tangent. We saw this in the past. Over here, he's going to go off on the tangent of realize, remember, recall... Uh, tell others that you don't have life uh, if for eternity. You won't have all the time to achieve. Anything you're able to do, we'll get going. Do it. At the end of the Pasuk, as he'll, he'll conclude at the end of it, is uh, wherever you're headed, there won't be opportunity for achievement any longer. So get going. Uh, the ability to choose freely is an ability you have in this world, in the life as you know it. I, I say it all the time when we get to the, the parashot with regards to Yosef, but I'll say it now. The Egyptian society of once was a society which denied death. The Torah reminds us of that in several circumstances. Everything for them was about seeing this cycle of life without focusing in any way on death. Uh, the only time you have mention of a birthday in the Torah is by Parol. It's a cyclical nature, but who cares about a birthday? The reason we celebrate birthdays is an excuse to celebrate. Why would you celebrate a birthday? If anything, you celebrate. You you should celebrate the opposite of a birthday. Birthday means I'm getting older. It's closer to death. Instead, I'm seeing it as just I'm rebirthed, and that's that's the other vision of it. That was an Egyptian concept, as well as when Yosef is taken out of out of the jail and brought to Parod. Pasuk says, He shaves himself, being shaved clean takes away the appearance of aging. The beard, of course, is the zakan. It shows our ziknat, shows our age. Uh, by clean-shaven Yosef is fitting the part of the Egyptian individual. That was the Egyptian society. Seeing life as they did, as the constant cyclical motion of the Nile overflowing and giving us sustenance, that was the Egyptians. They had no ability of seeing and accepting the passage of time. It's for that reason I say it all the time, that when Yaakov appears in front of Paro, Paro has the audacity to ask him, how old are you? He's never seen someone who looks that old. He's never seen someone who proudly carries that age. Echoing the wisdom of Shilomo, really finding its place, of course, in the Torah, reflects an altogether different uh, perspective on life. To understand that life is fleeting, time is fleeting, you won't have the ability to achieve forever is a source of inspiration, not depression. You could become depressed by the fact that you'll ultimately die. You could alternatively become inspired. You could become uh, moved, to, motivated to achieve more because you won't have the ability to constantly do. That's what he's trying to do in these words. He's trying to give us the alternative.
alternative vision, the vision of Yosef, the vision of, of Abraham Avinu in Berit Ben HaBetarim, God turns to him and says, are you thinking about the most beautiful things? I know there's servitude, I know there's Yadu I'm well aware of that, but ultimately speaking, he's speaking to Abraham and he's making a pact, a covenant for the future, a Berit, and he says to him, you're going to be buried, old age together with your forefathers. That's what you want to say to Abraham? I think that's reality, through and through in the Torah. God doesn't say to Abraham, you're going to live forever. He says there'll be continuity after you, but you'll achieve in your lifetime, and we have to each understand that. That's a source of motivation, not depression, not anxiety. A person who hasn't thought and been circumspective, a person who hasn't been vigilant with their actions and thoughts in this world, won't have an opportunity after. So, there'll be no longer the ability to achieve knowledge. That's the end of that pasuk, which we began with in this uh, in this um, uh, this a tangent from Kohelet. There's no action, there's no heshbon, there's no accounting in mind, vidat, and knowledge that's uh, acquired. He says, but if you're really talking to the masses, the most simple way of building this to them, of sending this, this message to them, again, we've mentioned, Number one, speak about Shelemut. Number two, talk about uh, achievement in the world to come. Number three, speak about Kavod. But just on the most basic, bare, minimum level, talk about Sakhar and Onish. Be able to, if they're accepting of Torah in Mikra, of Midrashim, of the Hachamim, say to them, you see what this person did? and see how we envision, how historically and traditionally we see midah keneged midah for that. Be able to, in the most simple fashion, say, if you do X, you'll be rewarded with X. If you do Y, you'll be punished with Y. That's the most bare and basic level here. We're really getting into Yirat Hashem in this level, right? It'll bring fear, trepidation, trembling if you actually envision it that way. He's really getting down to Yirat now. Really, really base level Yirat. Who's going to be able to stand straight? To, 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 to put themselves in front of God in a fashion with a certain pride on Yom Hadin when they're judged for their action. That's the statement of the Hachamim. says, and they'll tell human beings what their siyah is, what their sehor, what sehor referring to. It's every matter, it's not just your public statements, not even your statements uh, uh, in front of others, it's even the conversation behind closed doors in seclusion with your wife, That's, that will be repeated. It's, it's cause for fear, it's cause for, cause for trepidation, for trembling, thinking about the fact that if this is a true and just God, if righteousness and judgment will be exacted in the respect of how you acted, that's how you'll be treated, well, everything is on court. Everything will be opened up in that court. Odamru. Furthermore, the hachamim say masech divamot usvivav nisara meod. Surrounding him, there's something having to do with se'ara. Se'ara, of course, as is a hair. Melamech hakadosh baruch hu medaktekim hasidav kehuta se'ara. 
the judgment of God with those who are his, his, his pious ones, Hasidim, is kehuta seara, like the strand of hair, which means it's very fine. Every detail is accounted for. Now certainly that pasuk, that reference from the hachamim is not exactly relevant to our broader conversation about all people, but it does speak to the fact that every detail is accounted for. And now Mesidat Yesharim says, let's just go to the Avot. Let's go a little past the Avot. Let's look at people who you and I can, I think, I'd, I'd imagine, objectively accept that this is a Hasid, this is a Sadiq, this is a Yireh Hashem, an Ohev Hashem, and nonetheless see how the Hachamim read the Pesukim with regards to wrongdoings and retribution, punishment. For example, Avraham hu Avraham ahuv lekono Avraham ohavi. Famously, the Pasuk in Yeshaya calls Avraham, Avraham ohavi. Akadosh Baruch Hu says, my lover, my beloved Avraham. Nonetheless, lo palat minadin. Look at the Dvarim Kalim, the slight matters, which he maybe wasn't fully miduktak with them, he wasn't fully scrupulous, and he was, as a result, in the eyes of the rabbis, punished for them. Now the Pasuk says, by Berit Benabetarim, he turns to God seemingly audaciously, seemingly out of place, and says, How will I know that I'll inherit this land? Right afterwards, just five Pesukim later, Hayecha, that's by your life, that's not in the Pasuk. Uh, Pasuk says, um, Avram says, how will I know? And how do you know this is a response to it? Because the same words, Yado Ateda. And so again, how do I know I'll inherit the land? Really? Seen as a punishment, your children will be slaves for many years in Egypt. Uh, but Avram, who's the one who's trusting? And Pasuk says he was Boteh Bashem over there. He seems to have a connection too, wraps his head around. But those wrong words, Kehuta Se'ara, those wrong words, those Sihat Kala, Al Shikarat Beritim Avi Melech Velosibu Yavshel Makom. He, uh, he builds a, a, he cuts a pact, a covenant with Avimelech that his children won't affect his and they'll keep peace for eternity. But it was never besivuy hamakom. Amalo hakadosh baruch according to the midrash, God says to him, Hayecha shani mashe besimhat banecha shivad orot. It'll be seven generations before you actually achieve Eretz Israel, Eretz Kenan. What did he do wrong? I shouldn't have been doing that on it. So now certainly we're talking about Abraham Avinu, so every detail in that respect is accounted for. But imagine it in your own level. Imagine on your own relationship uh, platform with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The truth is on that last point, and we'll go to the other examples next week, on that last point, that's the famous Rashbam, which I, I need to return to. It's from my father bred us on this Rashbam. The Rashbam says that the Akedah starts with the words, and it happened after these things. And then it says, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Minaset Avraham. God uh, tested Avraham. What's Vayahar HaDevarim HaEle? Says Rashbam, look right beforehand. Avraham just made the pact, the treaty with Avimelech, the Berit. Well, it's effectively, in the eyes of Rashbam, the Akedah, the Nisayon, is more a punishment for you think that you can't have a dependency upon me? You think that my promise is not sufficient? You needed to go and establish a covenant without my command, without my encouragement? Uh, let's see if you can even hold on to the child for which, uh, about whom you were promised. Uh, 
effectively, each of these is difficult to wrap your head around, certainly in our lives of hishtadlut, of having to put in, and at the same time coupling that with a connection to God. But I think the message on our level is there, and the message is one, and again, this is the lowest of the rungs of motivation. We had higher motivation levels that were established. We kept returning to them over the course of the class. This last one is yirat ha'onesh, is saying every detail, every matter is accounted for. Look at Abraham, we'll go into Yaakov, we'll discuss Yosef as well. Baruch Adonai Amen, amen.